0: Welcome to the show I'm Tosh Taylor and I'm Jenna Morton and today we have a repeat guest joining us someone that you might recognize from previous episodes but we're going to talk about things maybe a little different than before this time. We are
1: thrilled to welcome back Natalie Davidson. Hi thanks for Hello. having me. Hello. Welcome back. When can you call me a regular?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're getting close. So those of you who might have heard Natalie on the show before, we've usually talked about parenting. We've talked about marketing, and now we're going to kind of combine marketing and real estate because you have gone back to real estate. I'm a dynamic
1: uh, person. Yeah, yeah. I have varied interests, in <laughs> hobbies, <laughs> and professions.
0: <laughs> so you are still a marketer which is I think that's just goes without saying I think that's just in your blood there, mm. there will never be a time in your life you are not
1: yeah I think so too
0: <laughs> whether or not you're doing it as your job mm, <laughs> mm. and real estate is also something that's been a big part of your life that I think some people locally didn't necessarily know until recently
1: either like only knew that about me or or knew this yeah but I have two businesses essentially which has been kind of interesting to watch people respond to I think that's been really interesting for me as a as a woman specifically i think lots of people on two businesses but for some reason i've been met with a lot of like oh you're doing only that now and i'm like no why are you assuming you know why are you assuming like this limitation but that's a that's for a different podcast (laughs) yeah i i'm so i have a real estate business that's locally based and i serve people here in our community or people coming to our community or leaving our community and then i still have. My marketing company, Mira, where we teach small business owners how to stay on brand, that is not just a local business. We serve people from coast to coast and a little into the US as well.
0: Talk a little bit about that idea of having two businesses and how they play off each other and how they're, they're playing into your life.
1: Well, r- realtors are marketers or should be. And, you know, no, no offense if anybody takes offense to that, but really they should be. I mean, that is that is the role. And if you approach marketing, the way I do, which is, marketing is just getting humans to take action. Really that's what it is. It's an exercise in getting humans to do something. And if you understand that, then that's an, that is the essential component of your role as a realtor. So the tasks of the day-to-day in terms of like what I sell in each business are slightly different, but the overarching philosophies are still the same, which is listen to what's happening in a market, figure out who you can help and how you can help them and then do that really well.
2: So tell us why now was the time for you to go back into real estate.
1: Um, because we had made some shifts in my other business that gave me some time and uh, I don't do well with idle spare time, <laughs> I feel it, I tend to feel it. I think it was having twins, you know, that really taught me what I can accomplish in the run of a day and I've not, I've not really wired to have Idle time on my hands, so I that's, understand that. that's really why <laughs> yeah yeah, no, yeah I think a lot of people are like, oh, because the market's really good you're gonna make a lot of money i 'm like if I just wanted <laughs> to make a lot of money, like maybe a second business isn't the easiest way to do that yeah. so um, like, <laughs> but that's all that's for a whole other kind of can of worms but yeah, and I also found myself constantly just doing this work anyway, so um, but then having to you know give it to somebody else, so I would be with my friends on the weekends or my family members or whatever and you know, before they ever called a realtor, I, I used to be a realtor, we would be spending extensive amounts of time working on their search or uh, getting their home ready or whatever it was. And I just thought, this is crazy. Yeah, Let's just, just do it. Just do it and yeah. see it through.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that we talk a lot about is, is that idea of marketing. And you make it sound so simple. <laughs> and yet, so many people struggle with it. Yeah. And people, I think, really struggle with knowing when to, when to jump in on something or when, when things are shifting. And I think that you were kind of that prime example of how things are shifting right now. Mm-hmm. And, and so I want you to talk a little bit about specifically marketing in real estate okay. and how that's changing or how you see it changing. Well,
1: I think that marketing in anything, and then I'll talk specifically about real estate, but marketing in anything, if you want to be really great at it, it's accessible to everybody. But we were socialized in a world that wasn't like that. So we were socialized in a world that was mass marketing. If you had a lot of money, you could reach a lot of people. And the message was for a lot of people. So it was, that was the world we grew up in. And that is what we're kind of wired toward because of our socialization. And that's just not how the best marketing works. The best marketing starts from listening. And so in terms of my timing with real estate, I mean, you know, did I identify in my brain an opportunity because many realtors are marketing the way we used to market? Like, yes, Mm -hmm. and and people are buying houses digitally. People are digitally, virtually. They're buying houses online. They're buying houses sight unseen. That, That is unheard of. So I was a realtor in Toronto. We've seen, you know, my husband and I both worked in that market. We've seen multiple offers in insanity, a lot of the things that we're seeing in our market now, but we have never seen people buy houses sight unseen. That is unheard of, and that means that we need to be leveraging digital tools, and you know, there's all kinds of tactics that I used to build my online business and to transition Merrill from an agency to an education company that transfer immediately to an online digital virtual real estate practice.
2: So what do you, like what do you think of this of this world? So what do you do for someone because you obviously would still have connections in Toronto? Yeah, and a lot of these people I know because I'm from that area want to like I have friends calling me going, how do I get to the East Coast? Yeah. get me to the East Coast. I need to get out of here. So what are you using? What are you implementing with these people to start showing them
1: these houses? So I mean, you know, I always wanna meet the client where they're at, and it's not, when I work in my business at Marrow, there's a certain like level of digital competency that most small business owners have now that you can rely on. That's not the case necessarily with somebody buying a house. So we figure out what they have. I just, I sold a house recently using Facebook video messenger because that's the only tool this client and they had never used it but it, at least they had facebook right they've never touched zoom they've never done anything like that and i wanted a live interaction so they could say hey open that closet and yeah. i wouldn't oversee something so um it's extremely responsive for sure but there's also just a lot of opportunity for just understanding that we don't <laughs> i've been saying this for years so even when i wasn't selling real estate i was working with people who sold real estate as a marketing coach and. Nobody wants you to come, even before the pandemic, nobody wanted you to come to the kitchen table anymore. Right. Like, like nobody wants that. Yeah. And so the, the fact that the industry still required that was really something, and so it no longer does. So I'm just working on figuring out my own process and systems for our business that, um, that we can roll out that way.
0: Looking in the, the crystal ball of the future, eventually we are not going to be living in a pandemic anymore but things will have changed. How do you think real estate and real estate marketing is going to to look after all this? What what parts are going to stick around of these changes?
1: I think that real estate in our area is going to be driven by um, whatever business does. So if business requires people to go back to office towers and major centers, uh, then that's not gonna be great for our region. And if it doesn't, then You know, we're going to be doing this for a while. As people continue to see, there are still um, cost advantages, obviously, to Atlantic Canada, specifically to our city in Moncton. There are a lot of things that make this area attractive for people who have had to stay in the city for work or different reasons like that. So I don't personally, I mean, I guess this could all go away in terms of how we work if we choose to, but that's not my intention. I see a lot of opportunity to be able to connect with more people and to help and serve more people achieve their goals um, by leveraging digital tools.
2: I don't want you to give away your secrets, but (laughs) if you had to recommend to a local realtor that they change the way they're marketing, what's the first thing you're going to suggest to them?
1: Um, I mean... (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> such a such a weird position. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I have a lot of recommendations, but I think you know, it it doesn't even come down to like, um, it doesn't even come down to s- so specific to like the transactions or using digital tools. I mean, for all realtors everywhere, you know, nobody cares about just listed, just sold, just listed, just sold, just listed, just sold. (laughs) Like nobody, like if you listed it, we know you sold it. Like that's the market we're in. So, you know, no no offense, I love you all, but we don't need you to do that. You have, like you as a realtor, as any small business owner, you have unique value you bring to the table. And sometimes we default to what everybody else is doing to avoid the discomfort of digging into what makes us unique. Because we're taught not to do that, right? Don't don't take up too much space. And so I really encourage you to take up more space and don't default to the automatic, just sold, what everybody else is doing. You don't have to do that. You have something that you should be sharing on a regular basis to create connection to your audience and be able to grow the right customer base for you
0: and to that point we referenced at the beginning that you have been a guest on the show before and one of those topics that we talked about was the time you spent on TikTok which to <laughs> me is exactly what you're talking about there the it's right it's a shame i <laughs> spent over there yes. <laughs> no but you made a, you made a point of enjoying and using TikTok and grew a following that wasn't necessarily there before right some people followed you there other people found you there and a lot of those people connected with you yeah and now those same people especially the ones who maybe don't live here are going oh if I want to go there oh yeah I remember that girl that was dancing
1: yeah yes yes 100% and you know the interesting thing about marketing is like so so I grew up fast decent sized audience on TikTok, um, bigger than I have on any other platform. And frankly, something I don't actually know what to do with at the moment. Like I've got this audience of people on TikTok that um, don't necessarily align uh, with what I do for a living. So I'm in this kind of weird place right now trying to figure that out. I'm also in a very strange place with even my real estate marketing I thought about it a lot today, and I was like, oh, Jenna said, come talk about disruptive marketing. And then I gave myself an existential crisis about, like, are you disruptive even? Like, your marketing's not even that good right now. And all of these things, right? But marketing's more than advertising, and it's more than client acquisition, and it's more than a flash in the pan. So what I underestimated was that, like, I have a pretty solid personal brand locally, and I actually underestimated how quickly that would turn into clients. And so I thought, okay, well, you know, I'll launch this little side hustle for fun. And it exploded. And uh, I was like, oh, like I'm in trouble actually, because I don't have a business in place that can sustain this amount of clients. And that is marketing too. Like great marketing great attraction can actually ruin your business if you don't have the backend systems in place, which I don't. So I'm not running, I ran an ad for like the first two weeks and I was like, ah, I'm not running ads. I'm doing very minimal content. I am right now in a stabilization phase where I'm like, just um, started onboarding an assistant. I'm trying to get all of the bits and pieces in place so I'm ready for marketing. I'm not right now. And that is, that is important because everybody wants a bigger audience. Mm-hmm. A bigger audience doesn't mean more customers, more revenue, it doesn't mean better service, it doesn't mean good reputation, it doesn't really mean anything other than the fact that you have a bunch of numbers on a social media platform. So um, that's really what I'm working on in my real estate business right now, where marrow is so stabilized and you know just trucks along and does it, it, it requires very little big output, big ideas right now. Um, that's all being kind of dedicated to my other business.
2: Yeah. Well and I think one of the greatest things that I ever learned from you is is being able to like own your brand and just being yourself, and that's what people want, yeah. and that's what people have fallen in love with you over. Is but it's true though. Like it just you're so real all the time. Your TikToks, and you know what I love? I love watching you and your husband renovate the house. <laughs> I, like, I was like watching you sand the floors. So I was like, look at her scaffolding to paint yeah. up is there those big she high ceilings. Do. Do. Yeah,
1: <laughs> my husband does not love that. <laughs> he gets so he's just like yeah. Literally yesterday, I was like get up on the ladder, I wanna do a video where I dance and you look like you're not paying attention. I mean, you know, and and he eye rolls me and we didn't make that video, but um, you know, it's like, that's the hardest thing for people and it's also the most important thing. So, you know, I joke about TikTok as like a vacation I went on because I don't know what to do with the platform right now. And if you go there, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> like, there's no, nothing No, no. Go back happened. to the old
0: ones. You will not be <laughs> yeah. disappointed.
1: My daughter still requests, hey, can we go look at that video of Natalie? <laughs> I am super popular when I pick my kids up at middle school with the kids. <laughs> it's true. I get waves. I really do get waves from other kids. It's super weird. But, um, you know, but it was, it was pandemic. I mean, you can go back and listen to the episode. There's a lot of things that it was just, it was an outlet. It was a fun way to show up um but you know i'm also going to be honest that like wasn't strategic it's not a part of my strategy at the moment right now let's be honest i need to stabilize the back end of my business Mm -hmm. i'm not out there i know that an audience can grow really fast on TikTok. (laughs) proven good to go the business is not ready for that right now and i think if more people could be brave with the truth of what's going on in their business or you know their life whatever um with themselves like you don't have to tell everybody everything's going on but like be honest with yourself and if you can do that it makes the rest of it really easy so I have no shame in saying yeah I'm a marketer and I teach people marketing and I don't know what I'm doing over here Mm -hmm. I really don't and it's the truth and nobody really does (laughs) but I think that's
0: exactly part of what I see as disruptive about what you're doing is that you will jump into something because it feels like something you want to do, not because you're like, oh, everything is showing that TikTok's probably going to be this really happening place. So I'm going to go do something over there because I have something to sell. You were like, no, I want to understand. I'm going to go do something fun that I like to do, like, you know, dance around my hometown and show it off because I'm proud of it. and eventually you're like oh there are some you know ripple effects into your business yeah. but you didn't do it by saying oh,
1: I'm going to be a disruptor.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: think that works. Yeah, commitment to disruption for the sake of disruption is really just a commitment to distraction. It's not anything else. It was hard for me to take a minute and wrap my head around that idea as a disrupt- to be a disruptive person because I'm consistent. And so, you know, inconsistent with, with TikTok, but consistent essentially with the way I approach marketing that has been consistent forever in my career and especially the last kind of five to seven years, it's so consistent that I was like, oh, is it disruptive? And I was like, oh, it doesn't have to feel disruptive to me. (laughs) Ah, That's the answer. (laughs) Consistent to me, consistent to my brain, consistent to the people that work with me on my team. And then, Maybe disruptive to the people that haven't yet experienced it. And if you think about disruption that way, it allows you to build a brand that people can trust at the same time as you innovate. And those two things don't have to compete.
2: So when it comes to like, when you get to this point in your new business where you don't necessarily need to be taking on more clients, but you don't want to disappear either, how do you keep that happy medium of like keeping your socials alive, but being like, (laughs) I don't need to take on another client like how do you it's
1: it's really interesting you ask that I had a call with a a brand about a month ago who it was this really interesting intersection of like my real estate work and my marketing work and they wanted both Um, so we were talking about a project and I was giving I was filling them in on how this is all going and uh, the marketing lead on their team didn't know me she'd never met me before and she was like so you've been doing this six weeks now, you know, I'm over two months in, but like, she's like six weeks and you're hiring an assistant. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. And she goes, well, how, like, what's the difference between someone that starts six weeks ago that needs to hire an assistant now and someone who hired, who starts six weeks ago and like, can't get their first lead? Like, what is the difference? And I was like, that is a good question. Um, And the answer was super obvious and it's that I never stopped making content. I've been mean, making content for 10 years. Did it have anything to do with selling houses? Like most of the time not, mm-hmm. but it, but I was still building my brand. So even it, it might've been, we, we did Project Nice List, which was like a local community, just giving back project. There was no revenue involved for us, no sponsorships or anything. Um, but we showed up in a you know very visible way in our community. That's part of my brand. I do like have thousands of people following me on TikTok cause I was dancing on the waterfront last summer for fun. That is part of this. And people think that you need to um, give everything you do a job. People think every activity or every conversation you have has to have some kind of role in the bigger picture and how it's going to create the strategic output for your business. Your strategy can be, you know, backing it up and deciding what you're willing to be held accountable for, what you want to own, and that's it. And and the other parts are just who you are. So I don't know if I answered your question, but... Uh, you can still make content, right. you know what I mean? You can you can still make content while you build your systems, um, but I'm not doing lead gen. I'm not out there saying, I'm not out there trying to sell my services. I'm not putting out, um, you know, I have a whole kind of sales funnel that is going to live someday and it's ready to go, but I'm not turning it on. I'm certainly not turning on paid ads. I have enough traffic with the people who know me and I'm so grateful for that. And so, that's, that's now where you have to get those, thing, those people in place to support you. And I think a lot of small business owners will get to where, like, where this is and they'll be like, that's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And I've done that before, so that's how I know. And I see it a lot with some of our clients. It's really hard to make that decision to bring people on to support you, but you know, that's, what, uh, that's what you gotta do if you wanna keep growing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, as you're saying that, I'm just like, yeah, there's so many things (laughs) running through my head. I know. But it's it's so it is so much the kind of same stumbling challenges that any small business would face. Like we we are focusing mostly on your real estate Mm -hmm. journey right now. But like pretty much any small business is going to have those same moments at some point. Yeah. And I think that's how you can see those moments of those businesses that really start to shine are those ones who can kind of take that step out and look at things and go, Oh, it doesn't all have to be a strategy in this sense. The strategy can be about integrity. It can be about your personal brand, not mm-hmm. just your business and, yes. and that bigger picture kind of look at things.
1: And the acknowledgement that everything you do, is a part of the puzzle, you know, and and it may not it may not seem like it in that moment, but they those things all come. Your brand is the sum of every interaction somebody ever has with you, and you know we met on Twitter back in the day. Who would have thunk, right? Um, like, I would say more than a decade ago now. Yeah, I actually <laughs> I Twitter just it. sent me a. Uh, a message to celebrate my thirteenth anniversary. <laughs> I was like, I don't need that. Stop doing that around six, around six, thank you yeah, social yeah. media platforms. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and you know, I don't want to say all this and sound like I'm taking anything for granted. I mean, I am not. I I recognize how fortunate I am. Um, but also, when people are like, "How did that happen?" It it, it happened. Over a decade, mm-hmm. it didn't happen. Over, you know, and and don't be discouraged if you try something new and and that's not the case. I mean, it's not supposed to be the case. Like, you know, I also sold houses in Moncton for four years for a builder. Like, like I have a lot of <laughs> a lot of track record there that people know, and so it's not it's not kind of coming out of left field and saying it's this easy. It's it's not easy, but eventually it is. Like, you just have to continue to show up. There were times where I was making content where I didn't even have anything going on. I didn't even have a job. Like, I was just making content, you know, about whatever. And that whatever. Our first episode that we did. With yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I didn't even have, like, I didn't have a job. Like, I was just, it's, it was just, you know, there were things I wanted to share, and, and I did, and here we are. Here we
2: are. Perfect. Okay, well, we have to wrap up. So, where are people going to find you?
1: People can find me on Instagram at Natalie underscore I underscore Davison. That's the best place. Okay. Yes. Perfect.
2: Leads to all the others.
1: It leads to all the everything (laughs) from
2: there. Yeah. And before we wrap up the show today, Jenna, congratulations. Why? Thank you, Tosh. Congratulations to you too. (laughs) Thank you you for reminding me.
0: (laughs) We are congratulating each other because this show is
2: nominated for five awards for the Albert County Chamber of Commerce. That's right, the uh, the Business Excellence Awards are going to be happening on April the 24th, and we have been nominated in five categories. So, uh, thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you everyone who keeps
0: watching and listening and interacting with us. And just please, keep it up. Yeah, Absolutely, we'll
2: see you next week.